0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today, my friends, we have the joy of celebrating the Blessed Feast Day of St. Luke the Evangelist. A little bit about him before we get into the message as we remember him today and all that Christ did in and through uh, this blessed disciple. St. Luke was a native of Syrian Antioch. By trade, he was a physician who was trained in the Greek medical arts. But one day he came across Christ and had an encounter with his Lord. And he would leave everything and follow him the rest of his days. St. Luke. We need to know was counted among the 70 disciples that you heard in the gospel reading today from the gospel of St. Luke in chapter 10. He was one of the 70 disciples that Jesus sent out into the villages that our Lord intended to go. Which means he was one of the blessed disciples that experienced Christ empowering them to go into those villages and perform the same ministry to those people. That they had witnessed their Lord Jesus Christ perform all the days that they journeyed with him. He accompanied St. Paul on St. Paul's second missionary journey. And from that time forward, St. Paul, the blessed apostle, and St. Luke became inseparable in ministry. After St. Paul's martyrdom in Rome, St. Luke would go on to preach the gospel in Achaia, Libya, and in Egypt. We know that he would write the Holy Gospel of St. Luke testifying to the great works of salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ in his ministry here on earth. But he would also write the book, The Acts of the Apostles, which would still testify to the works of mighty salvation that our Lord Jesus Christ would still do in the earth now through his church, having been filled with and endued with power from on high by the giving of the Holy Spirit. And when he settled in Egypt, it was there that he would offer the greatest gift that anyone could ever offer to our Lord. He would offer up his entire life to martyr them. And he would be martyred for his faith. Which is why we don't read today. As we remember, he is one of those holy martyrs that cry out in heaven. And I think that it would be the best way to honor Blessed Saint Luke on this day by remembering how our lord jesus christ brought salvation into this world in and through himself but also how he intends to continue to bring that work in and through us as we even see through blessed saint luke in his life let's begin with the collect prayer of this mass where we remember saint luke because remember what the collect prayer is and does it is our prayer lifted up even though the priest is praying It's our prayer that focuses our heart on the very remembrance we're after today and will be gifted to perform by the Holy Spirit among us. Listen to that prayer, and this will be our focus. Almighty God, who didst inspire thy servant St. Luke the Physician to set forth the gospel in the love and healing power of thy Son, manifest in thy church. The light, power, and love to the healing of our bodies and souls through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The truth. From Pentecost on, when God's people were endued with that power from on high for the salvation of their own souls. But not only that, that through them salvation would pour out like living waters to every soul around them. The gospel spread. Through them and like wildfire all throughout the known world where through the church each individual earthen vessel filled with God and as a whole through the church men and women who had never encountered Christ would experience his very love and power through their frail flesh and blood. This is how the gospel spread. It was the continuing ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ in and through his body. And they continued this ministry in love and power as Christ through them was reconciling the world to them, all over the world. And St. Luke actually experienced a foretaste of that which would be at and beyond Pentecost, In the very gospel. Reading the testimony we're given. In the gospel of St. Luke in chapter 10. As one of the blessed 70. That was sent out into the villages. Let's remember that. Jesus takes 70 disciples. His 70 disciples that were with him. And he sends them ahead of him. To the villages that he was going to go to. In the near future. And he tells them. Take nothing with you. Take nothing with you. Whatever house you enter. Speak peace to this house. What peace? The peace of Christ that he came to give. The peace from God to man. Speak peace to this house and those who accept it will fall upon them. And if not, it will return to you. And whatever city you enter, Jesus said, heal the sick and proclaim to them, kingdom of God has come very near to you. Heal the sick. What is he telling you? He's saying you're going to go. I want you to go and I want you to do what I have done. Everything that you have seen as you journey with me in fellowship and experience you now go and do. You be to those people in those villages what I have been to the people I have encountered. Go. And so they did Now, I know how much they had seen, but is there any question in your minds that in them, when Jesus told them, go and heal the sick, is there any question in your minds that in their humanity, they had no foggy idea how that was going to happen? In fact, I dare say there may have been at least a smidge of doubt in their being about what he just called them to do, but you know what they did? They obeyed. They followed the command of their shepherd. And they went. And when they returned to Jesus. After their journey. We find that more than just physical healings. Were done through them. When they went into the nearby villages. Because we're told that they returned. With excellent extreme joy welling up. And everything that they had experienced. When they went. And they said to Jesus. Lord. Even the demons. Submit to us in your name. And that phrase, in your name, that ought to tell you something. They realized something along the way. Because when they say, even the demons submit to us in your name. In your name means this. Lord, they submitted to us by your authority, O Christ, not ours. By your power, not ours. All that you shared with us, they couldn't stand against. And our Lord Jesus Christ gives one of the most profound answers, and I love this, and we overlook this sometimes. But he looks and he says to them, Oh, I know, I saw Satan fall like lightning. You know what he's saying? I know because I was there. I know because I experienced what you experienced, because what they experienced was me in you. And I journeyed with you, and every healing that was done was me stretching my forth out through myself out through you, and every casting down of the demonic was me overcoming with my authority Satan and everything that bound those you came into contact with. That's what happened, and that's what our Lord proclaimed. I want you to ask yourselves, consider this for a moment. What must they experience in those moments? What must they have experienced? In those moments when our Lord Jesus Christ reached and stretched through them and did these things, even if that was just the experience of peace that came through them to the households that they stayed in, much less the healings, much less the casting down of the demonic, how much joy would have filled them to see that through my frailties, they knew their sin, they knew their weaknesses. They knew their flaws, how much joy welled up in in them, that even despite that, our Lord saw fit to use me for this. And they returned with blessed joy, praising God for what he had done. My friends, from Pentecost forward, and children of God, please get this. From Pentecost forward. Our Lord is wherever we are. In his fullness. Our Lord is wherever we are. He goes wherever we go. And he, his greatest desire is to stretch himself through us. To reveal himself in his love and power to those who are around us. The souls that so desperately need it. But it really brings into question something. You know, we look at the disciples and oftentimes we look at what Jesus called them to do and what indeed he did through them. And that is we we typically focus on healing, this incredible miracle of physical healing that occurred through them or the casting down of the demonic, this incredible release from oppression that he did. Why don't we focus equally on the peace that he brought through them? You see, it brings into question how we consider miracles. What do we consider miracles when it comes to the body of Christ going forth from this place to exist with Christ fully present in us who desires to offer himself through us? What is a miracle when he does so? Because if we focus only on, and thank God we still see the healings and the casting down of the demonic but if we only focus on that, then we limit our understanding in how God wants to reveal His love and His power in and through us in any given moment of every day. I would challenge our look at it. If we look at it that way, I would challenge that by this. I would tell you this. Here's what a miracle is when it comes to Christ ministering through us. A miracle is anytime our Lord Jesus Christ expresses His nature, His love. His power through our frail weaknesses. Anytime he does so. For the benefit and the healing and the salvation of another individual. I tell you my friends that is a miracle in the kingdom of God. For God to make himself present through this. Is a miracle. And allow me to give you a few examples of such miracles. So that you can consider this. And how God might use you. And of course, when I go through this, please remember, we thank God and rejoice in the miracles of healing of which we've seen three this year in this blessed parish. The work of Christ through this place yourselves. Okay? And the casting down of the demonic and the freeing from oppression. I see that all the time in and through the church in your lives. And I see that in and through the church every time I go into a house blessing. Particularly when I go into a place where people have asked me to come. Because they have had evil in that house. And it is oppressing at least one person in the house. And I go and the whole family in I go through that place. And we sanctify it back to God. And we cast out the demonic and ask the holy angels to come and dwell here And then I hear testimony every time. The next morning, I call them up and say, how was it last night? And they tell me it's never been that peaceful in their home. So God is still doing these things in and through His church. But what about these things? What about the works of mercy and compassion done through anyone who comes alongside someone who is suffering in this life and journeys with them? And just by them being present with that individual who is suffering the mercy of God, the compassion of God comes through that individual and brings strength and calm and focus to the one in sufferings. My friends, that's a miracle. That is Jesus Christ reaching himself through us to bring mercy and compassion to another. What about the manifestation of the profound love of God through an individual? You are looking at someone who is in the kingdom of God because that very thing. Let me tell you my testimony. We had moved back to New Orleans when I was 13. We moved away when I was five. We moved back when I was 13, and I visited for the first time, being 13, the youth group at the church that I'd always attended, even as a child. And the youth leader's name was Don Edwards. And Don had been there for a long time because when I was two years old, Don, after church, used to pick me up and throw me in the air and do all this kind of stuff with me. He was a blessed individual who loved everybody. And so I went to my first youth group meeting, not truly following God at this point, even though I'd been in church all of my days. And I experienced the love of Christ with these youth. I'd never experienced youth loving God and loving one another like I did in that setting that evening, and it melted my heart. And as I was leaving that evening, I was going out the door to get in the car and go home, and Don came up and let me tell you something about Don. He had he had the spirit has, the spiritual gift of hug. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Because and does, because Don just grabbed me up. And in my ear he said, "I love you." And I'm going to tell you in that moment It was not Don Edwards who was embracing me. And it was not Don Edwards telling me that he loved me. It was our Lord Jesus Christ embracing me and manifesting his love in a way that changed my life forever and I would never look back. The priest of the bishop has seen fit in all of his humanity to shepherd your souls. He is here shepherding your souls. Because one person had given his life so over to God, that through a hug and the words, I love you, Christ manifested himself and brought me into his kingdom forever. That's a miracle, my friends. Are you getting this? Mm -hmm. How might God use us? It shouldn't matter. All we have to do is follow him as true disciples. Over our lives continually forsaking more and more the distractions and enticements of this world. And follow the shepherd. Those who do God will manifest himself in whatever way he wants. Whatever way he needs. And precisely at the right moments. You don't have to conjure it up. You don't have to plan it. You don't have to think about it. All you have to do is walk in prayerful fellowship with him all of your days. And he will continue to do what he's always done. And let me give you one more Example of the manifestation of God, the revelation of God through man, through his creation that he continues to do and it's in the corporate sense. The manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ expressing his love and power in our midst when we gather together for the divine liturgy in this place right now. My friends, one of the greatest things that you can offer to someone who is in need One of the greatest things that you can offer someone who is searching for meaning in their life and are lost. Someone who's searching for a place where things in their life come to order. Where all of their disorders become reordered in the order of the kingdom and peace gets restored to their soul. One of the greatest gifts you can offer them is three words. Come and see. I'll bring you. I will show you where the kingdom of God manifests itself most fully. Because here the kingdom of God is most revealed and manifest when heaven and earth join together. Here Christ is most fully revealed in his power and his love for the experience. Not just intellectual thought life and an understanding of a story about a person. But experienced with all of the senses. I have seen our Lord reveal himself through the iconography, the blessed windows to heaven. Through the Christus Rex. To Someone who was unchurched, and our Lord showed his love through the Christus rex, through the holy altar from which everything flows, all living water flows. And I have seen him, I've seen people experience Christ through your hospitality. How do I know this? Because I ask everyone who returns to us and keeps coming back, why are you coming back? And they always tell me those two things. Number one, because we experience love in a way we never had with the people. And secondly, we experience Christ in a way we never have. And my friends, that is both unchurched and churched outside of orthodoxy alike with that testimony. You know, that's precisely the way that the Celtic church did almost entirely its evangelism those blessed missionary disciples and as the church would grow and would continue they simply lived faithfully to God in fellowship as disciples among the people and the people outside of the ark of salvation noticed there's some blessed difference with these people i i they i'm not like that they are not like me and i need what they have and so they would approach them and they would say what makes you so blessed different what is it And all they offered was three words. They didn't sit there and tell them and preach them the entire gospel from the Old Testament to the New Testament of all the things that Jesus did. Their three words were this. You want to know why I'm changed? Come and see. Come and see. And I tell you this. I trust Christ so fully that when you bring people here and when new people come here without invitation because they found out about us somehow. I trust that when they're in their midst, they are going to experience Christ in some way. I have no idea how. I do not care how because he's the one that knows how to draw all souls to himself. The gospel, my friends, was and is spread by the experienced love and power of Jesus Christ in and through each one of us who are filled with him. And so we pray on this feast day of St. Luke the Evangelist. Manifest thy power and love of your Son in us. And I want you to hear what Christ our God reminds us of in the gradual. That the choir sang and always sings before the gospel. It's the words of Christ to us. I have chosen you out of the world. That you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. What fruit? the fruit of the presence and nature of Christ within you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.